Welcome to the Fit to Talk podcast. It's podcast time, baby. <laughs> we are Stefan and Bobby. This is Fit to, and it's a Friday morning, but this is released on a Monday, so you could be listening to it on any day of the week. So actually, the timing's irrelevant. <laughs> I mean, your health isn't irrelevant, but uh, that was very confusing. Yes, I'm. I'm baffled about what's going on. Click back 15 seconds, listen to that again. <laughs> i tell you what, let's make this a little bit more interesting. Let's bring on a super talented guest. Oh, yes. Professor Winderbank, would you care to introduce this fine gentleman still sat in front of me? <laughs> of course, of course. He's got his uh, left boob out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's relevant. It's relevant. <laughs> it's relevant. It is. We've been speaking about this before. Um, <laughs> so our guest today is currently appearing in Phantom of the Opera in the West End. Ooh. 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 <laughs> He's previously appeared in shows such as Lame Is, Broken Wings, Mary Poppins and Titanic. He lists snooker as one of his skills, so Stefan is hoping for some advice today. Uh, it's James Hume. Hey. I can't believe you found that out. <laughs> have I really got that as a special skill? Yeah, that's oh, that was yeah. your special skill. Hilarious. Oh, yeah. What? I must have been drunk when I put that. <laughs> I, I was probably watching it at the time and just thought, I can do that. <laughs> can I'm you? tall enough to reach the ball. <laughs> Thank you. You know you don't reach the ball. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, must, I must change that. But tall enough to reach the balls might yeah. be good on a dating program. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, family members listening. <laughs> and so we begin. Yeah, so I'm instantly putting the explicit tag on this yeah. one. <laughs> we should mention that in that opening section, Bobby yes. said that you had a, a... In fact, the word you chose was boo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's now gone back into its box. And it's no longer out. I did go with boo, but it was a strong choice. <laughs> I'm happy with it. Yes. And we should explain to people that we were just saying, you know, in order to make <laughs> James feel comfortable, yes. <laughs> perhaps, yes. that would work. We will get one of his anatomy out. <laughs> one of his many anatomy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> out yeah. in that. Wow, we are off to a start. We? Yes. Welcome. I did warn you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not engaged by this, turn it off now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, James, yes. thank you for joining us. That's a and pleasure. You can see what you're in for. Oh, I, and you can see what you're in for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we start, we've got a little mm. task for you. Right. Mm. Should you be willing to accept it? Okay. It's a part of our podcast we, for no reason at all, called Liar Liar pants on fire because mm. the name of it's irrelevant but um during this opening section of the podcast while we're speaking about your childhood and eventually secondary school everything uh, up until you know you went to college slash drama school age we yep. would love it if you could tell us a single lie uh i not right now <laughs> okay not right now. Not right now. Not but right. I love the willingness. <laughs> and, straight uh, in. What I'm actually asking you to do is far more complicated. Right. I want you to slip that lie in to our natural conversation. Oh, fine. Yeah, okay. If yeah. that's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So while we're having this chat, one of yeah. the, only one is allowed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. One lie. Although we had a guest on, Dave Hearn, who mm. said that he accidentally told us two lies. And then for ages we were trying to work out what it was and he couldn't remember. And he messaged me the other day. He's listened back to the podcast. Yep. He didn't, there wasn't a second oh. lie. There was no oh, second really? lie. That is, so, I'm, I'm deflated. To, to, to the audience who have been listening back to that going, I Dave think it's Hearn, this. remind me. Uh, Mischief Theatre. Yes, is, that's right. Yes. He's a, a hilarious individual as that well. Very he cool. also yeah. had his left breast. Yes, 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 yes. yes sorry, yes. boob. boob. I've, met him, I've met him before. <laughs> He's yeah. Please wonderful. use the correct term. Sorry, boob. boob. Yes. Uh, as we are 14. Um, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> There's 14 of us here. Yeah. <laughs> Shut He's up, met. everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, when we sort of hit the time where you go to drama school in your life, yes. Bobby and I will get a chance to guess what we think the lie was. Right, okay. And we encourage our listeners to do the same. Yeah. 
Um, Postcard answers. Yes, yes. Uh, wrong answers only. Yeah. Uh, it's currently 5-3 to me. Yep, I got the last one. Oh, whoop, right. whoop. Okay. Uh, and that doesn't mean we've only had eight guests. No. <laughs> no. We get a lot wrong. Okay. So, <laughs> and... And our guests forget to do it sometimes. Yes, sometimes guests do forget to lie. So if you forget to lie, don't worry, the bar's already been set pretty low. Okay, fine. You're fine. Yeah. So uh, if you're willing to do that... Yes. Fine. Yes, of course. Yes, yes he's ready. <laughs> he bought me yes. a coffee. I'm willing to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Your podcast voice is sensational. Yeah. Is it? Oh, it good. really is. Yeah. God, I just want to. Do you know? I had a career in hospital radio for a while. <laughs> Did you? Oh my god! Hospital <laughs> yes. radio. Yes, and it was the most fascinating experience of my life because you go. I had to. I was on the request show. Okay. okay. Requested James. It was a very catchy title. And, um, I had to, yeah, James. I had to, let's just, you know, really be specific about what that is. And I had to walk around the wards. I had to walk around the wards, morning, and, um, and ask people who, let's face it, didn't want to see anyone, really, because they yeah. felt horrendous, if they wanted a song played to them. And, but, and they all said pretty much the same songs, but, but you were given a list of songs that you weren't allowed to play because any song that mentioned... Death. Yes. Paolo Dossini, last request, please. Exactly. You weren't allowed to play. But if you think about it, all the good songs mention that subject, really. Like uh, the My Ways and the things like that. Oh, uh, yeah. You yeah, can't play true. any of those. So you end up playing like Bucks Fizz or something, and they're just like, well, I wish I was dead now. <laughs> rather, rather than listen to this. So, yeah, it was an experience. Yeah. <laughs> just Bucks Fizz. Can we say that? That's, yeah. Well, 100% you can. Yeah. I was Sorry. visiting somebody in hospital recently, and right. I was on their ward, and the TV was on, and it was just playing relentlessly One Foot in the Grave. <laughs> Like, please tell me somebody else is watching this. Oh my god. It's what? almost like legendary that, isn't it? Like someone's going, this will get them. Like, yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah. <laughs> what a theme tune. Yeah, what classic. a theme tune. Eric Idle sang that. Really? Yeah, I think so. Well, viewers or listeners, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Eric Idle sang that. I did not know that. Yeah. I'm going to take that as objective truth without yeah. Yeah, checking we'll it. It's pure that. fact yeah, yeah, because yeah. I don't He like... can phone in if he's. A... <laughs> <laughs> he's a big fan, actually. Mm. Um, so yeah. tell us, James, uh, yeah. pre hospital radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which really is the pinnacle oh, of the career, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it really is. Um, requests with James. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. Um, that's the title of this episode. Yeah. Uh, how did the story of your life begin? How did it begin? Um, <laughs> it's, well, I'm, I'm originally from Gosport in Hampshire, but nobody really ever knows where that is. So I usually say Portsmouth. Okay. Because people go, right, that's a city that I know, and there's yep. a King's Theatre there. So everyone I know goes, oh, it's the King's Darling, fabulous, fabulous marvellous. Um, so I started there. Do you kind of want the life story, or do you just want how I got into what I do now? Let's do, uh, let's say, what was school like? Um, sc- school school was an, an interesting time for me. I was kind of a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none, um, particularly socially as well. I didn't really have a friendship group. I kind of just, you know moseyed around and kind of put my foot in kind of each group but I was never really part of a group and I think that's where the theatre stuff came from because suddenly I felt like I was part of something but I I would like I started off and I, and I know this will be really a surprise to everyone listening but I started off being quite laddie and I was I, I played football a lot yeah. and I, I I actually trained as a, a football referee I am still technically a football referee. I've still got the qualification. I know. How does one get a f- referee yeah. qualification? Uh, well, you just go to college, darling. Right to the FA. Right to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I did, I did do the full course and I ended up, I'm going off on a tangent here, but it's a story. So, you know, um, <laughs> I did the full course and I, I did referee one game and I was so terrible. 
and hated it so much that I never did it again. But you got paid, so that was it, you know. I did like a, a kid's game. That's led- How old are you? And I, I, I was about, what, 15, 14, okay. 15? In my head, you were six. <laughs> oh, I'm not starting at that school. Yeah. I'm starting at second, so that's boring. Um, and, and I, yeah, I refereed one game. I was so out of breath because I was so unfit. You know, topical. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I was so awful. I gave about six penalties to everyone. And at the end, I blew the final whistle at like 103 minutes. To, to <laughs> the little kids like, you know, lying on the floor. And um, and then and then the rep from the FA or whatever came to see me and said, and what was the final score? And I'd completely forgotten what the final score was. So, so I was just the worst referee six, ever. It was wow. six. Yeah, exactly. It was six, it was six nil. Yeah. Um, so, so I was, so that's kind of, when I was younger, I was, I was a little, a lot more sporty. I played tennis as well. Um, and I got to quite a high level of tennis actually. And, and, and I remember um, my coach, because I had like a coach and everything. And uh, I remember my coach at the time said, you could now go off to like an academy or something and really go for it. Or you can go and do theatre. <laughs> and I kind of went, uh, the theatre's calling me. <laughs> Sorry, I put down the racket. Wait, but I, I don't was... think tennis is on my CV, but snooker is. So. <laughs> Wiki snooker is. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know where that's come from. Probably drunk. Uh, <laughs> that's going to change tonight. You need to put a referee on. I know. Yeah. I've been, oh my God, yes. All those adverts. I know. I yeah. know. So many adverts have referees yeah. in them. I know. Yeah. There are very few referees, but there are lots of referees. In, there are probably more referees in adverts than there are actual qualified referees. <laughs> Definitely. Fact, like, and there's fact. about to be one yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of, so school was very much sporty, sporty. And then I got into theatre and then it was like the two worlds combined. And then I had to kind of decide which one. But school, as as for me, was, was fine. I was just having a laugh all the time. I wasn't very academic at all. I didn't do very well at my exams and stuff like that. So, and... So you kind of flitting in and out of different groups you mentioned. Yeah. What did you think of sports day or like PE um, in general? It was something to do, um, to be honest. I Well, I started off being quite into PE and stuff like that. And, and I've, I found it enjoyable. And we, we did the kind of classic stuff, the cricket, the football, the rugby, the all that sort of stuff. The athletics, although we didn't have any sort of equipment, so I'm not sure how we did that. <laughs> I mean, we did table tennis one day when we had one table. It was like, okay, <laughs> queue up, one hit, right, off you go, you're done. Everyone's running around the lunch. table. Yeah, literally. <laughs> oh, ping pong uh, roundabouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I remember doing stuff like that. But then I think at some point I just went, no, I'm not into this anymore. And I think probably it was the fitness element of it, actually, that, that got me... I saw, I saw, as I was getting older and I saw, saw friends of mine really going for it and starting to go to the gym and stuff like that and doing lots of stuff like that. I've started to go, mm, I'm not that ready or into it yet. If I ever am going to be that I'm now going to go off and do theater where, where yeah. I could be a little more, more out of shape. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking at the time, but I just felt a lot more comfortable in that arena than I did with, you know, being surrounded by. Yeah. Uh, lot. My experience was um, of like that theatre community at that age was yeah. was that it was you know really accepting. Yeah, and it's a bunch. Yeah. Usually, you know, the stereotype is that it's yeah. um, people who don't really fit in elsewhere yeah. that are sort of taken in and and yeah. have somewhere to call home. Yeah. That might and, not be true, but and not to be too heavy or deep or go down this line too much. But my sexuality was coming up at that time as well, and to be in that environment when all that things going on, the sporty world can be quite intimidating. Yeah. So mm. there was that whole thing as well. So whereas the the drama department was hooray, come in and read a Shakespeare play. Yeah. You know, I've I and I'm not saying the school was like this at all, but I felt a um uh, an intimidation with suddenly being around lots of guys because yeah. that subject started to be talked about and that sort of thing. I was never I wasn't bullied or anything like that, fortunately, but it was a topic of conversation and I suddenly started to pull away, I noticed, from that group. 
and I started going into that uh, kind of theatre department because, as you say, it's a, I felt it was a lot more accepting. Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. That's always fascinating when that comes up. That you're yeah. like, do you think that you pulled away from that that group out of uh, fear of not being accepted? Completely. Or? It was nothing they did. Yeah. I was very lucky as a, as as a young young guy, you know, effectively coming out that I didn't really get any sort of aggro. I got the odd name call or something like that, but not from anyone I knew that I was, I, I, they were fine with it. They were, they were kind of dealing with it in their own way, but I just was naturally, and I think I, my enjoyment of the theatre stuff started to really show as well that I just felt, well, I'm going to be comfortable here. So I'll go down that route and I'll leave the sporting world behind. Also, you were quite good at it. What? The theatre world. Well, I wasn't at school I st- because I was just jumping in and kind of going, hooray, this gives me attention. Do you know what I mean? I can make people laugh, I think. Um, but I just, I found a lot of uh, comfort in it and a lot of safety in it. So I just really kind of um, jumped in and, and just did as much as I could. And um, I, I think I used to just hang around the drama department anyway, mm. you know, even on lunchtime. So I used to just hang around in case they needed someone to do the lighting or something. Because you, know yeah, I mean? yeah. you just do, don't you? You just want to be a part of that world don't you, so when you're exciting. that young when you first starting to you know that when you first get the bug and you start to really like anything I suppose when you really get into it and you see what all the other aspects and all the other departments as well I was so fascinated by the sound the lighting the, mm. the backstage and all that stuff as well that my drama teacher and I think we've probably all got that one teacher or coach or whatever that we we kind of um we owe a lot to and and I my my secondary dramas teacher was one certainly one of those people that just allowed me to just do as much as I wanted. You know, I could get involved with other classes. I could I could just do what I wanted. And he was so encouraging of it. Because I think he knew, he could see my kind of, um, my uh, issue with the, the two groups. And he was like, just, you know, throw yourself in and do as much as you want. And it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I on a personal level, you, you saying that, I had a little flashback to being in secondary school and, um, and the two sort of drama teachers I had, and I, this might sound ridiculous, but I'd sort of forgotten mm. how much I loved it at that time. Oh, yeah. Mm. And that doesn't mean I love it any less, but I think our, all of our love for it is different now yeah. than it, it was yeah. at that point. Yeah. It, it's yeah, evolved yeah, yeah. and grown and it's a job um, and still wonderful and fantastic. But then it's like the potential of this thing. And, and as you said, like these wonderful, hopefully mm. wonderful mm. teachers who cultivate that love and, and yeah. go, yeah. hey, you yeah. could... Yeah. This is a real thing. And that first listen to the musical that you love or, you know, when they introduce you to a show that you'd never heard of yes. or a play you'd never heard of. You can't, it's, it's, I think it's hard for us now to replicate that feeling because, as you say, it's now our job. Yeah. And, and I don't know about you guys, but I find it really hard to just watch a show now. Oh, it's, and just be a punter. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I love those shows that you watch when you go, there's nothing in this for me, so I can yes, actually exactly. just sit back and exactly. just enjoy yeah. it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. My dad calls it a busman's holiday. Yes, when, when but you're it's there, true. Going, yeah. You can't switch off your work brain because you've got too much information about it. Completely. So you're yeah. evaluating all of the components rather yeah. than enjoying the piece as it is. Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, yes. Ah, uh, we love drama. We do. <laughs> we yeah. love drama. But that was kind of school for me, yeah. was, was when I found that, and when we all find it at our different times, everything, I know it's cliche, but everything did seem to kind of click into place then and make sense, you know. But I just felt a lot more comfortable. And sort of what was your experience physically throughout that time? Like, um, obviously you said you quite enjoyed the the, yeah. the sports days and things and obviously doing yeah. drama. Did that involve yeah. any kind of dance or a physical aspects as well? We didn't do any dance. We did a lot of physical theatre. Uh, and I think, um, 
I was okay with kind of expressing myself physically at that time because I think I was still riding off the, the sporty world. And I, you know, I never had an issue with, with kind of jumping around and looking silly or anything like that. And I know some people do that. I, actually, I didn't really think of it, to be honest. I just was at the time, I was so excited that I'd found this new interest. that I was just jumping into it and not yeah. thinking about it. Um, but even when I was, I was doing the sports stuff at school, the, the fitness element or the physical element never really, I don't think ever came into my brain because I'm not sure when we were kids, it was necessarily as uh, an issue as it is now. I don't know. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because of the social media, social media was just starting, I think, when we were at school. Oh I've my got a feeling like the MySpacey kind of Twitter oh, came about. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah, the Bebos, the things like that. They were they were yeah. really just starting, and they I were think. rubbish. And yeah. MySpace was terrible. I remember Twitter becoming a thing while uh, well, we were at Central actually. Yeah, and it yeah, was like, completely. oh, but and I remember a friend of mine in my class was like, "You need to get this Twitter thing." He yeah. said it's like forty characters. And I was like, "That sounds stupid." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah. yeah, I remember I signed up to them and then never used them for yeah. about three oh, yeah. years. I'm, I've got yeah. Twitter, but I haven't said anything. Yeah. you know. And then Instagram came about. Yeah. To, to my knowledge, maybe a bit after that, yeah, like maybe yeah. when we yeah, graduated around probably, that time. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. now it's yeah. ubiquitous for throwing yeah, nice it words. It is. Yeah. Um, you fancy. Fancy. But at school, I mean, I'm, I'm sure the issue of, you know, image and physicality was around, but I don't remember it being spoken about or, or in the eye as much as maybe it is now, I don't think. Mm. Um, listeners, yeah. write I mean, in. It, I it is know. weird. Like, I look back at kind of, pictures of me as a mm. child and I look like a child. Yeah. I look like yeah. a dorky yeah. little child. Right, yeah. But and then I look at like children who are the same age now and I'm like, they look like adults. Yeah. They look yeah, like yeah, adults yeah. and they're behaving they like adults fast. and yeah. they're yeah. they're living their life completely yeah. in the public domain. There's yeah. no like Why? you've yeah, not got the room to grow yeah. and you've not yeah. got the room to learn. You've or been. fail. Yeah, or fail. That's and I think that's the big thing. Like you have to be able to fail, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like where's the you chance have to, be able to, to make be mistakes? Wrong, or you don't learn. The yeah. rise of the selfie is the fact that something might always be documented as well. Or yeah. anything you do, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's it's yeah, I I I don't remember as I say, I'm not saying it wasn't around, but I don't remember ever feeling the pressure that I imagine there is now mm. to look or feel a certain way at that age. I, I don't remember uh, feeling like that, which I, is fortunate really for us, yeah. isn't it? I remember wanting to feel attractive or wanting other people to think I was attractive. Yeah. But I don't think there was like an objective measure. You know, I wasn't yeah. comparing myself to people yeah. other than those around me. Yeah. Unless or, you put yourself on hot or not. Which I, I would never have done. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that website? Hot I or absolutely not? remember <laughs> Hot or Not. 100%. <laughs> what a ridiculous website. Yeah. Hey, judge my appearance. But people do yeah. that now, even like. They kind of do that now. Oh, yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. what it is. Do I get a yeah. like or not? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's binary now. It's literally <laughs> like or not like. Yeah, it's not out of 10. And I felt at school as well that, that I think it, the. The the sporty guys were the sporty guys. Do you know what I mean? They was mm. oh there was that there's that guy over there. He always is you know working out or is always running around. He'll be the athlete. She'll be the musician because she's always carrying a cello. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> she can't play it. Do you know what I mean? But she does carry she just it. Carries she it. carries it. She's very fond of it. You know, but, she, but do you know what I mean? They, you had uh, for me. It was oh, and they'll do that, and they'll do that, and but it doesn't need to be documented. It's not yeah. all over the internet mm. because it wasn't really around. That's just what they'll do. And you know, I remember one guy. I don't know why this is coming to my head, but he was called Carl. If you're out there, Carl, well done. But he <laughs> he was he was a runner. And he was the runner of the class and he, we would do the sports day. He'd always win because he just was ridiculous. We do cross country running. He'd always win. And he ended up running for the, the county and he probably still is doing it now, you know, and you, and you just went, yeah, cool. That's his thing. He was always getting expelled and things like that because he was clearly not academic, <laughs> but running was his thing. So yeah. he was Carl the runner. 
And then we move on to, you know, James the lighting <laughs> guy. Or whatever. I really love it. I James the football referee. Like you know. Actual name. Carl the runner. Carl the runner. I'm just, I'm just imagining Carl running away from the police. That's what I'm imagining. He's just been well, expelled. Yeah. And, oh, he's yeah. running away. He's yeah, yeah. very good at running yeah. away from the police. Yeah. He was really good, you know. And that was just his thing. And then we just moved on, you know. We just go, they're well done. Yeah. So, yeah. so skipping along to what happened after secondary school? After secondary school, I went to sixth form at the same school because my school was both. And um, and I just, I did English classics and drama, very middle class. Um, <laughs> and uh, didn't do very well at all of them though, because again, I'm not very academic. I somehow got in, I'm not sure how. Um, but I, it was just two years of having a laugh really. Um, but I did a lot more theatre and I started to do the Amdram then as well. I found that world. Um so actually my focus went away from, from sixth form and, and I was just doing evening, you know, adult Amdram, which I don't know if you guys did Amdram. Most of us, I think, it, did it at some point or youth theatre or something like that. people that I've never yeah, actually... I've never done any Amdram. And, Great. And both feel like we missed out. Yeah. It's, it's weird because you do feel like it's kind of a little bit part of your training only yeah. because it gives you an opportunity to do, well, I'm, you know, this is a general statement, but most of them, I think, give you an opportunity to do something in a professional working theatre. Yeah. Mm. You know, I did all my Amdram at the Kings in Southsea, which is a, an old Matcham theatre. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful. theatre. So to do a week's run of Oliver or something there was, yeah. was epic because it's not so much about the show, it's the environment that you're in. Mm. And you see, oh, this is actually what it's all about. And you see the dressing rooms and you see all that sort of thing. So I just started doing lots of that. And I did plays, musicals and all that sort of thing. So college almost became a, a something I just had to do, you know, to yeah. get the to get the, the qualifications to hopefully get into somewhere like Central or or whatever, you know. Which is what happened. What happened after that? I had a gap year. You had a gap year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was yeah. So, but it was so not a gap year. Do you know what I mean, it was very much a gap year um, because I very different. Well, I, I did the thing. I, I finished the college and then I I did the auditions um, um, drama school rounds, you know, and I paid through the roof for them and people still do, I think. Um, and I, I did East 15 and Guildhall and Rada and Lambda and Central and all, all the ones that we do, you know, and, and the Mount Views and I did pretty much all of them and I didn't get anywhere. <laughs> so I just went, okay, devastated, but what am I going to do? So I did, I took a year off through advice and I, um, and the, the general feedback of the drama school auditions was that I was too young, whether that was age or mentality or just anything, I don't know. Um, but I think looking back, I think where I'd, it's that classic big fish thing. You know, I'd done so much Amdram and at school and college and things like that. I thought, well, I'm clearly ready. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. be marvellous because everyone tells me I'm marvellous. And I walked in and I hadn't done enough prep and I hadn't, you know, I clearly just not done my homework. So um, I took the year off. I worked in like a greasy spoon cafe, but that was the best actor training I ever had because you just see the public all day yeah. and you just observe yeah. and people watch and it was amazing. And so I did that to earn money. And then I did as much amateur theatre as I possibly could. And I was rehearsing pretty much every night for a whole year. And I did like 12 shows or something. Yeah. Then I went back round again and that's when Central happened and la la la, you know. So you also went to, to the now Royal Central. Now It wasn't when we were there though, was no. it? No. So I feel conflicted about it, but... Yeah. Um... There, are, there are lots of queens there. Though. Yeah. Hey! Yeah. Yeah. But I must say, I didn't do an acting course at Central, of course. You didn't? Which is a common... Um, error that people think because because you know I think because I'm mo actually I'm more in contact now with the actors than I am with the the applied theatre people which is the course that I did and the reason I did that um, because as I said I did the drama school auditions when when I went to the open day of Central um, 
it was the 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 pitch. You know, I don't know if you went to an open day. Did you do the open day? I never did. Right. So they so they they used to be in the theatre and they used to just do a speech about each course. You know? mm-hmm. And it was the pitch of the course that I at the time I went. I want to do that because it was kind of like what I did at school. It was a little bit of everything. You do a bit of teaching. You do a bit of acting. You do directing. And at the time where I was in my life, I felt, no, that's the right thing for me to do. And I just wanted to be in London. That's what I realised. I just wanted to be in the centre of it all. So that's why I ended up doing Date. Um, And I pulled out of a couple of drama school auditions on the acting side. So I never knew if I would have got in or not, but it just felt right to go there then. Date is the acronym for the course. It was <laughs> Drama and Applied Theatre Education. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's still called that because it's always changing. It's they like changed all, but, several yeah, times. That's basically what it was. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's what yes. the general statement coming up, alert, buzzer. But it, uh, it's basically what drama teachers do, isn't it? They, that's the course they do. They want to be a teacher. Some Kind of. Some, but there's quite a few students on it, aren't there? So there's, yes. there's a lot of um, yeah. a different... Yes. And they do you know, outreach stuff and community stuff and... and things in prisons and stuff like yeah. that. All really great work. Mm. It's worth mentioning that um, James has a, uh, ha- had and has a better singing voice than uh, most of us did on the music video course. So oh, <laughs> we'd do these cabarets and it'd be like, oh man, he's... <laughs> I don't know why I'd always end up hosting them. <laughs> it was really weird. I wasn't even part of your class, but for some reason I was always asked to host them. <laughs> It's almost like you were good at it. No, I think I was just the campus. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Um, uh, Question. Yes. Have you managed to successfully tell us a lie? Yes. Yes. Ooh. Oh. Uh, um, it's your guess first. It is. Damn, because I have no idea. Okay. Um, uh, you've got I have you've, one idea. You've got one. But I don't. Mm, I have one idea. Okay. Uh, I'm tempted by the football referee one, mm-hmm. um, but only because it's mental. But I so want that to be true that I'm not going for that in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Because uh, for the rest of time, I'm going to picture you as a football referee. Sure. Okay. I am Whatever going- does it for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be back in five. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. Why are you changing your desktop <laughs> background? Yeah. <laughs> just, I photoshopped an image already. <laughs> it happened. It's it's okay. uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, actually, you can guess first because I have no idea. Well, I am going to go with the referee thing, but okay. I think you were a referee, right. but I don't think you got the official qualification. I think, it's a, like I think it's like a thing. minor lie. I think okay. you did referee that 6-0 okay. game right? okay. <laughs> that okay. I've made up. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that you was was the hospital radio thing on the oh uh, on yeah. the podcast oh that's that's too good it's there was too much detail i'll go with hospital radio knowing that i'll, I'll probably okay lose do, is this one I reveal? Yes. yes. Okay, you're both wrong. Oh! Yeah, oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was it? I, I subtly just slipped it in there. I don't even know if you're listening, but you were, were, we were talking about... <laughs> I <laughs> often face out. Oh. <laughs> I was <laughs> eating a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> we, we mentioned, is it Dave Hearn right at the beginning? Yes. I've never had a drink with Dave Hearn. And oh, I said that I had. Uh, yeah, yeah. That wasn't. I was that very self. That is an excellent yeah. lie. I've That's never met him. Probably the most accomplished yes. yeah. lie that we've had. I would never have gotten that. Because it wasn't yeah. even... Like part of the story. Oh, that was so go. subtle. It's, you're a genius. <laughs> you're a genius. <laughs> Is that how it's supposed to be done, though? Yeah. It can be oh, however you want it to be done. Dave Hearn, if you're listening, I hope we do meet one day because you've just made me win something. Yeah. So <laughs> well done, Dave. Well, yeah. the points uh, remain at 5-3. Okay. Lucky for me. Fantastic. Well, so I, I, I am a qualified referee. I have you, though. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He just got a yellow card. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He, this James yeah. gestured a yellow card at Bobby. He's waved the yellow card I forgot to bring my card, so I couldn't give anyone. <laughs> That's a foul. A really bad one. Don't do it again. Yeah, yeah. I'd never forget the guy going, and what was the final score? 
I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> they kids. Who cares? They won. Yeah. It was a draw. They all played. Yeah. That's what matters. Everybody gets yeah. a medal. Yeah. Yeah. So when yeah. it comes to your illustrious, as we heard earlier on, career no. now, having no. been in some of the most well-known shows of all time and most successful shows of all time, how on earth do you approach staying physically well enough mm. to do your job? Um, that's a really interesting question for me personally, because I've never, ever been a gym goer. And I'm going to be honest about mm. that. I've Are never, ever, yes, <laughs> I've never, ever, given the podcast title, um, <laughs> I, I've never, ever, uh, I've tried, I've had a love-hate relationship with, with working out and, and that sort of stuff, because I do understand that it is, it is part of our job to be you know, physically well. And, and, and we are, you know, people say we're athletes. We are absolutely. We are. But I think unless you have a, a real, um, interest and tenacity and, you know, enjoyment of the gym world, it's really hard. I find it really hard to keep the routine of it and keep it going. Um, and I've always struggled with that. I've gone through phases when I first, um, started, I think it was Les Mis in town. I was like, right, I'm going to use this opportunity to get fit, you know, because everyone else is, you know, and I did feel that pressure of everyone, mm. you know, all the other guys doing it. So I should do it. I didn't want to do it. That was a problem. Mm. And I got a personal trainer and I spent a fortune looking back. I spent too much money doing these one-to-one -one sessions and he was great. Um, he was really good. Uh, and I did them all and I felt great for about three weeks. And then I stopped because I didn't want to keep spending money. And I thought, I'll keep, I'll keep doing it. He's given me programs. He's told me what to eat, all that sort of stuff. And I probably kept doing it for about two weeks. And then I just stopped because I just wasn't enjoying it. And that's mm, the problem. Mm. Um, and I found, I did find the, find the environment a little bit intimidating as well. You know, particularly not so much people I didn't know, but when I started to see people I knew going there as well um, from other shows and stuff who were so far along from where I was, I did find it a little bit like, Oh, what's the point? <laughs> I mean, yeah, because yeah. I won't ever look like that. So, you know, um, so I've, I've tried to, to keep fit other ways. And I, I've just tried to be mentally strong, but also eat well and just keep active in different ways. So I walk a lot. I, I run sometimes a lot. Um, and I feel like the, if I, um, exert as much as I can on stage, that will feel like a workout. But, you know, I'm, I'm aware at some point we do get show fit as well. Then it almost stops becoming a workout and you just do it without even realizing mm. that's certainly where I'm at now. Um, so I'm, you know, you, you get to a point where you don't break a sweat anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you go, Oh, actually maybe I'm not doing really a workout anymore. It's become a thing. I love this because we bang on about this all the time when you've yeah. just mentioned it, which is that your body adapts to this. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. the same with yeah. workouts and yeah. everything, but show yeah. fit you suddenly, even if the show's really yeah. demanding, the yeah. longer you do it, eventually you're not going to be burning the same number of yeah. calories as you did yeah. before because yeah. your body's yeah. more efficient. At. Yeah. Lamus is a great example because it's almost three hours. When you first start and you first do that tech run, you are literally dripping with sweat by the end because there's so many costume changes and all that sort of stuff. And it's such a, a, a physical show and a very, you know, on the front foot all the time and it's intense. But three months down the line, you're doing these changes and you're not, you're, your heart's not even racing. Do you know what I mean? You're, you yeah. can just do it because as you say, you're so in tune with it now. Um, and I think you can get complacent with that physically because you, you just think, oh, well, I'm still doing the show. Therefore, I'm still, you know, I'm still moving. That must mean I'm working out still. Well, that's how I felt anyway. And it just, it's just not, it's not the same, you know, yeah. but I, the, the, going back to my point, the struggle I've had is, well, if I get show fit and I don't want to go to the gym, 
what do I do then? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and that's what I've, I still now really struggle with. I just, I'm not sure I've not been able to find something yet as probably effective as a gym workout is that works for me. And I'm still in search of it. Really. Do you know what? I think that, you know, I've sat here as two person trainers. My, my advice would be like, find something you enjoy. And yes. that might mean, you, yeah. know, you mentioned yeah. tennis. Yes, yeah. I know. Yeah. It might be tennis. Yeah. Or snooker, you're, oh. you're, <laughs> but you'd have to be really athletic, yeah, 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 really yeah. creative with your Cut, shots. After every shot, cartwheels yeah. to the other side <laughs> of the stage. Yeah. I wanted to jump back to something you mentioned, actually, just to, to chime in on this, because mm. the personal trainer that you, you mentioned, I think yeah. this is where you you mark out a really great personal trainer, yeah. is somebody that can find a way for you to enjoy it mm. and gets a lasting effect from you so yeah. that when there is an end point to you working together yeah. unless people have infinite money, yeah. which mm, yeah. realistically who yeah. does, yeah. Um, that you go, okay, I know how to and want to continue this practice. Mm, mm, and for me, and I know you're, you're the same, Bob, it's like that's, that's what our goal is, is yeah. to make yourself redundant, really, as yeah. a trainer, yeah. to go, okay, you know, go. You're now in control. Yeah. yeah. Now you know all you need to know. Yeah. You have some kind of passion for it enough just mm. to continue mm-hmm. uh, on a healthier life yeah. and go from there. Yeah. So um, I only wanted to mention that for, yeah. for people listening that you're like, and that trainer might be a fantastic trainer. Yeah. And, and he was, he was no, great. He no knew all the stuff and, you know, knew the machines and everything. And, you know, yeah. and, and I really felt he understood where I was coming from, but it was, I was clearly, whether I was not in the right headspace or whatever, I just couldn't keep it going. Yeah. And I just was like, this is not the environment for me. And that's that I've always had that issue. And I've, I've been members of gym. I do that classic thing, which I know a lot of people do where you, I'll get a gym membership. Great. And you'll go twice and you've paid for the year. And people do, you yes, know, and yeah. it's, it's so frustrating. I'm still paying for one now in a place that I don't even live anymore. <laughs> you know, I've got two months left to pay, you know, and you just go, Oh, but I do it every time. I've done it so many times. You, know? <laughs> you need a rolling contract that you can cancel. I know. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, You've mentioned that you find yourself fit in other ways. So mentally yeah. mentally, and um, eating well, I think is what you- I try to, yeah. What yeah. you said. Yeah, yeah. How do you take care of yourself mentally? Um, I, it's, a, it's, it's an ongoing process and it's, uh, I think it's a, a very much a, a journey. We all have to go on by ourselves. But I, I, I've got a word this right, but I, I try and spend as much time away from the building as I possibly can because I think that's really important because you both know as well, when you're in these big shows, they can come all consuming, you know, and it's, um, and because we love it and we want to be, you know, present and work hard and be seen to be, you know, being a good company member and all those sorts of things and being ready to work all the time. I think sometimes the the risk is that you sacrifice a lot of other stuff to be there, to yeah. be ready and to be, I'm willing to jump on and do a cover at the last minute if needs be. You know what I mean? That uh, I'm, I've am i learned now through recent events that you need to, that your own time away from the building is so much more important, I think. Um, so, and it, and it, it feeds the other thing. If you do that, you are therefore, I think, a better performer, a better person to be around, a, you know, a better company member. So actually, I think it works better if you really invest in you know, um, taking yourself for a long walk, getting out in nature. I found that recently really beneficial. I mean, it's helpful when the weather's as nice as it is today that, you, you know, if you just go down to the to the South Bank or something, or you walk through Hyde Park and just zone out for a minute, put some music on if you want to or not, 
or listen to a podcast like this one. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's. I think it's really important to, mm. to to disconnect yourself because I think, but given the pandemic and everything that's happened recently, all of us who have got jobs are like, um, you know, we're, we've won the lottery at, mm. at the moment because you know, it, who knew what was going to happen? That uh, I, I think there's there's a danger that you go, well, I've got a job, therefore I need to make sure that it's absolutely I'm 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 100 all the time that you if you put that pressure on yourself, you'll end up as I did recently, just running yourself into the ground, you know? So I've, I, this year has been a huge year for me of going, I need to really focus on how I am as a person, as James Hume, if that's in a good state, then the show will take care of itself and I'll be a much better person to be around and physically a much better person in the show as well. Yeah. From that perspective, how have you found it when you've been touring then? Because I know you've done some tours. Yeah. That is such an all-consuming beast oh, when yeah. you're on a tour. Yeah, yeah, How did yeah. you find that kind of process? Um, a lot harder. I, and I think when you, if you go internationally, I think it's easier because you're, you feel like a tourist in a way. You know what mm. I mean? That you've got, I think, you know, they say that a change is as good as a rest. And I found when I, you know, when I, uh, Zurich, for example, when I was working over there, although the show was consuming, because it's such a new place and you've got so many new things to see and experience and do, I found that the, the kind of mental space of doing something new. Oh, it was, you know, it was an unfamiliar place. It wasn't, you know, I wasn't just going back to my flat as normal and eating the same things or, you know, all that sort of stuff. It was, everything was brand new. We'd try a different cafe or we'd go and see a museum and during the day. So it ne- forces you to get out of your headspace, you know, or just being in a different culture. I worked in Dubai twice in quite quick succession and just being in that place was a fascinating place yeah. so that the show um, was great and we were doing all our stuff for that. But every, every day, you know, we'd wake up and before we'd get there in the evening, we'd just be in this amazing place with such a fascinating culture that that forced you to be in a different headspace anyway. So although the touring lifestyle of the company is, I feel like a lot more intense yeah. and you know, you, but you, yeah. yeah, you, 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 you know, you can't really escape that world. I think if you're in a different place and even UK, I think if you're in different cities and things like that, at least you've got um, different cultures or different people to meet and places to go that I think will automatically put you in a different headspace. I think mm. that's certainly how I felt anyway. Mm. <laughs> Pause for a thought. Yeah. Now, uh, we've mentioned the physical side at, uh, yeah. previously, but um, just to hop back to it, because yeah. um, we spoke about this a little bit before yeah. uh, you and I, yeah. you recently had an operation. Is that yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, what, would you mind speaking about that? No. Yeah, I want to. What happened there? So I, um, so this was uh, just before Christmas and we all know what Christmas schedules are like. It was coming up to the Christmas schedule. Um, and I'd, I'm a serial overworker. I was anyway before that I would, I, if I was in a show, I would automatically think, well, I need to do other stuff, you know, to keep me, to keep the mind active and do different creative things. So I would say yes to all the gigs. I'd teach as much as I can. I'd, and I, looking back, I was completely burning myself out. And I think particularly after the pandemic, I didn't have the stamina of what I had pre pandemic. I don't know if anyone has yet, to be honest with you. I think we're still getting back to what we were if we ever will, I don't know that around the Christmas time, I was doing so much uh, looking back and, and physically I wasn't giving myself that time that I was talking about earlier of, you know, just getting away from it all and, um, getting some headspace. And then in January I, uh, did the show and I started getting this pain in my back. Um, and I just thought, you know, as we do, I was just a pulled muscle or something, or I'm just tired or whatever it is. 
And it just slowly started getting real. And I went to physio, you know, oh, it might be this, might be that. Right. Okay, fine. Do this, do that. And it was okay for a couple more weeks. And then it was kind of like a, a really extreme moment where it was on a Saturday. I woke up thinking I was going to do two shows <clears throat> and I um, couldn't get out of bed. Basically my back had gone you know, kind of spasmed and gone in on itself. And I just couldn't stand up straight or anything. I could barely walk to the kitchen. It was really quite scary. So I called my company manager. I said, you know, I said, I clearly can't do the show. Um, this is what's happened. He got me to physio on the Monday. And then it all kind of went crazy from there. He kind of looked looked at me and kind of went white <laughs> when he saw me. Um, and uh, he- Always positive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, That's what you want. Yeah. yeah. And he-, and he um, to be fair to them, they really looked after me. The company that I work for at the moment, they, you know, they referred me to a GP who then referred me for an MRI, who then referred me to a surgeon. This is all within a week. And it was, wow. a fair, I'd never, very fortunately, never had any sort of physical issue like this before. I've had problems. I've had a bad shoulder before, as we've all had stuff, but I've never had something where I've gone, this has actually stopped me working. Yeah. And yeah. It could be, a, and, and they've, They've said this is going to be a long thing, mm. um, which was scary. Um, and I'd never had an MRI before, and that's a whole experience. You know, you suddenly get you get put in front of this surgeon who's going right, looking at your scans. You know, um, and basically what I'd done is I'd herniated a disc, which I know is very common, um, but mine had gone worse, I suppose, than it than it than it you know than it usually does with other people because um as the surgeon said to me, most people have a herniated disc but they don't realise, you know, because of the world really yeah, the moment, yeah. text mm -hmm. neck, all that sort of thing. Um and he and and what I must say as well is that within that time where my back was going, I started to limp on my left leg. Um so pressing on it. Yeah, on my nerve. static nerve. And uh it was it was that thing of, it was probably me before um, Christmas of going, well, just carry on. And I was doing the show, limping about the stage, you know. Yeah. What I must have looked like, I don't know. You know, probably people thought it was a character choice or something. But I was, um, <laughs> I was this yeah, I was really, really, and I, I've seen video, like, limping really badly. Um, and this, just to cut forward, after the MRI and everything, the surgeon said to me, look, if we, we need to get some of this disc out, because if we don't, you're going to be limping for the rest of your career. Which wow. is a very shocking thing to hear, mm. you know, because I've been very fortunate with work recently and it's, it's after COVID, the idea that it might disappear again, yeah. I found yeah. that really hard to cope with. Um, and I, because I was very fortunate and I was being looked after, it also meant that the, the whole process of it was very quick. Yeah. So I went from doctor to thing to, th to surgeon saying, we need to get you under the knife like now, or we're wow. going to, you know, effectively lose the nerve, you know. That as as amazing, and I must stress this, I was very lucky that, that it happened so quickly. Because it happened so quickly, I didn't really have time to process what was going on. Yeah, you know, w some people unfortunately have to wait th six, seven, eight, nine months for you know stuff like this, um, which is not great. Um, but it, I, I was just in shock. I think that within a week, I w I'd gone from having a scan to literally going under the knife. You know, yeah. and mm -hmm. it was it was a lot to deal with. Um, and uh, the operation went well. Um, again, I'd never had an operation before. I'd never been under before. So it was all these things that I had to deal with, which I'd it's never terrifying. dealt with before. Yeah. Yeah. But also me being a, effectively before this, a workaholic, someone going to me, you've got to have two months off work, having just had a year and a half off work. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, it was just, I was so overwhelmed by it all. I, you know, I, weirdly, I remember I, I, me and my partner, we took a selfie the night before the operation. 
And I look at that photo now and I look like a different person. I look so haggard and old, but I, I could just see that I was carrying the fear. It was absolute fear because I didn't know what was going to happen. I think any operation you have, you know, I think people would be lying if there wasn't a little bit of what if it goes wrong. You know, yeah. there just yeah. is, isn't there? Yeah. You, you know, you just do. Um, Somebody's cutting into your body. Yeah. Like and you're going you under. to have some. And you get talked through all those risks beforehand as well. Yeah. And the, the risks that they tell you yeah. on the morning of the operation are yeah. always just huge. Yeah. Oh, and you then might, you're, you and might then, die. Yeah. yeah. Like, just and sign this. you sat there and you're like, yeah. oh, I've got to sign that away. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I know you've had a, a few ups, something you've yeah. Yeah. Like, I've been under a few a times. A fair few, yeah. And it does go through your mind. Yeah. I think yeah. we'd be lying if it doesn't. Absolutely. What if, you know? And I'd never had that experience before. So I was I was, I was, was scared and then I, I had it. It all happened. Uh, I woke up off my head. Um... <laughs> Which was kind of great, actually. <laughs> and then I had, um, it was almost like a biblical moment where the next day, because the, the day of the, I was, it was first thing in the morning, fortunately, so it was done very quick. But for the rest of the day, I was out of it. I don't know what I was doing. I just kept spontaneously crying for no reason. <laughs> but I think it was the drugs. Um, hooray for drugs. Uh, oh, I probably didn't say that. Um, <laughs> that makes uh, it sound much worse. Medical drugs, not anything else. Uh, and then um, the following day, the, this, was, this was on the Tuesday, the operation was on the Monday. Um, because that's how Monday and Tuesday work. Uh, <laughs> uh, for those people listening, uh, you learn something every time. The surgeon came in on the Tuesday morning and uh, I hadn't slept well. And uh, he kind of said, uh, oh, it went really well. Blah, blah. And, then he, and then he said, get up, get out of bed. And of course I'm going, oh, there's a hole in my back. And, uh, you know, this this time last week I was limping. What are you doing? And he said, get up, get up and walk to the door and back. And I walked and the limp had completely gone. Wow. Like it was incredible. Wow. It was absolutely, it was like one of those biblical, but he can walk, Johnny. <laughs> it was one of those biblical moments. Um, in my head, you're walking around yeah. with your arms oh, spread yeah. wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In your head, request I know. that James is yeah. playing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no one came around and asked me yeah. for a song. Yeah. Um, I'll have one foot in the grave on the telly, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still standing, Elton John. Hey. There we go, yeah. All the others. Um, and it was, and then it became, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm sure you've both experienced this as well, where they go, right, here's your bag of drugs, here's the door, thanks very go. much. Yeah. Off, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, as quickly as possible. And then it's that whole thing where you have to process of, of uh, I'm now really physically vulnerable now, and I'm going to be for the next six weeks, because they, they kind of said to me the first six weeks, I should say as well, what they did is they effectively removed 40% of the disc, and they, you know, got rid of it. So, so it, it, they got it off the nerve, and it's, you know... It's all healing now. Um, but they kind of said the first six weeks is crucial. So don't lift anything. Don't do this. Don't do that. Basically, you can't do anything other than lie down and walk. They really encourage walking, but you don't really do anything else. Uh, and then that's almost, it, after the shock of everything, it was almost like the hangover of processing now. Now I've got to recover properly yeah. and yeah. well. And as someone who, again, doesn't really do the gym thing or anything, like, I didn't really know what to do. I was I was given a physio who supported me through the first couple of weeks. But after that, you're kind of on your own. You know, you kind of have to go, well, you know, and I was living in Erith. And fortunately, where I was living at the time, there was a park opposite. So I, after the first two weeks, which is kind of the, you know, the bit where you're kind of out of it. After that, I just started slowly walking to the park and back and then walking around the park once and back, walking around the park twice and back, you know. And the idea that I had to do that for three weeks, the idea of going back on stage was, I just didn't think it was going to happen. So I think I was a little bit depressed as well, because I just thought, how has this all happened so quickly? Yeah. And I've gone from an 18 month pandemic, won the lottery and getting a job 
and now I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just really hit me. I really didn't cope with it well. Um, and I'm going to be honest as well, and quite rightly, the show brought someone else in to do, to cover for me. Mm-hmm. I found that really difficult as well. Mm. I'm going to be honest about it because, you know, we take pride in in what we do. And, and when we get a job, we're really, you know, it's an amazing thing to get a job because it's so hard to get a job in this industry, getting harder, you know, and, um, and, and ju- I found that the, the, the process of the operation, the physicality and all that stuff, but also knowing that someone else was covering for me, yeah. I found it really hard yeah. to deal with that. <laughs> really hard to deal with that. That, that um, same yeah. thing happened to me when we yeah. were on Joseph and yeah. I had COVID and yeah. they, you know, they, they brought someone in. Yeah. Um, they actually sort of bumped someone up and yeah. brought someone in to cover that person, yeah. but it was yeah. still like, oh, you have, you've had to hire someone yeah. to cover yeah. me. Yeah while this is happening, you know, um, because I'm not there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How did you, how did you go about dealing with that? Or was it just a a get through each day and hope? First thing I did is not look at social media (laughs) because that, that I learned straight away that that was not good for me. Um, and I must stress the person that came, this is not their fault at all. They were doing a job and they thought, right, I'll do my thing. They've asked me to do this. Absolutely. Thanks very much. Lovely. No issue with them whatsoever. But for me, to see it because people do the selfies, the thing that, you know, hooray, lovely first night of this to see that when I'm struggling to walk to the kitchen and back was really hard. So the first thing I did was I'm not looking at that for the next six weeks. And I was really strict about that and it helped massively. It's awful really. Cause we, you know, social media should be a positive thing and you know, all that, but it's a huge topic. Um, but for me at the time, I just couldn't, I couldn't look at it at all because it was just reminded me of, any little progress I made, if I looked at social media, it reminded me how far away I was there. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So I couldn't Looking at the end result yeah. when you're on a process yeah. to get there. Yeah. And it yeah. feels so far away yeah. as well, particularly yeah. when you're in those early stages. Yeah. You're like, there's no way I can possibly see myself doing what I was doing before. No. You have to wonder how much that affects us on a day-to-day basis anyway, yeah. even when you're not in that position, yeah. when you go, oh, well, I'm not there and I'm not as as there as this person is in this yeah. realm and I'm yeah. not, I can't yeah. sing like that person or whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah. Constant comparison. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's it's almost like social media is bad. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there is a lot of good for it, but yeah, there's a lot of bad. Yeah, people it. make a lot of money from it. That's about it. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love, how did I not know about that button? Um, I, yeah. I'm limited on how much I'm allowed yeah, to use it. Yeah, I, get, yeah. I get the look from Stefan. Yeah. It's like, yeah. If he uses it more than three times, I'm like, yeah. Mm. But I don't know about you, like it, the, 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 with, with the, Something physical happening to you, I found the mental side so much harder than, the, yeah. you know, because actually, again, because I, I felt very fortunate that it had all been taken care of, you know, and done really quickly. And I can't stress that how fortunate I was. And I'm very thankful for it. It was the element of, right, that's done. You're fixed. Off you go. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And and then you're just left with what's just happened. Um, yeah. And knowing that that's a, a, a little bit of you is missing and knowing that that's been, that's going to be gone forever, you know, and it, it, I'd never had that experience before. The closest I had was with 2000. You know what I mean? like, yeah, yeah. It's not, you know, you just go, that's massive. That's a massive yeah. thing. And, 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 you know, stuff goes through your mind of, well, does that mean there's certain jobs I can't do anymore? Or there's do, what's, what's going to be in the, like in the future? Is it going to come up again? Is it, and, and just jumping forward, you know, I went through the recovery and I managed to, you know, do the physio and do all that sort of thing. And I, I think I did it right. Um, and the operation was on March the 7th and I was back on stage on the 18th of April. So about seven weeks. Which is also 
insane. Yeah, that's yeah. an incredible turnaround, like yeah. an incredible recovery. Yeah, it was. I mean, I must stress, I didn't. I had to build it up, so I did a reduced track, mm. and then I just built it up slowly. Um, but but those first couple of weeks on stage were terrifying <laughs> because okay. I was so conscious of any little move, any little costume change I did that I wasn't really in the show. You know, I was just trying to be safe and not, I, I would just, and I keep doing this now, like I just say to myself, I cannot go back to that place mm. mentally and physically. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't, I couldn't deal with that again in as close as, you know, maybe in a few years time if something happens, I could, but right now I just couldn't deal with it at all because it was, I found it so hard. Um, and then from basically from that April onwards, I've slowly started to get back into the show. And I feel like now only in the last week or so, I felt right. I'm back in it now, mm. you know, uh, and it's, yeah, it's been a time. Why well, didn't you uh, play the phantom himself? That was a lovely link there. Well done. Yeah, <laughs> lovely. Yes, I did. And that was a kind of first time ever, but it was the kind of, it was on Wednesday. Uh, and um, it, uh, it's such a physical part that you're throwing yourself around and you're climbing up things and you're rowing boats and you're <laughs> jumping through mirrors and stuff like that <laughs> and going down through traps and things that uh, that really... Afterwards, you know, the adrenaline and everything else, I realised I never thought I'd be able to do that. When I, when I was going through the back stuff and the operation, I thought that ship has now sailed. Mm. I just thought there's no way they're going to trust me with that. There's no way I'm going to have the confidence to do it because I'm always going to be worried. Because it's so physical, that mm. part. That I'd, I think that was part of the sadness is that, you know, that's been probably the part that I've been gunning for since I started doing it. We, we've all got those parts that we go... You know, it might not happen. It might happen. Who knows? But if I can at least do something like that, I'll be happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's different for every everyone. That finally getting the opportunity to cover it and hopefully go on one day. When all the back stuff was going on, I honestly thought it was over. I thought that's not going to happen anymore. Um, and that was sad because it taken, you know, I'd auditioned for it a lot before. Yeah. As people do with these shows, the lamest of the Phantoms, you know. Every year you yeah, go exactly, around. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And again. I did as well. And, you know, you, you just have to go, I'll get in the queue and wait. Yeah. And that's just how it works. Um, and so when I finally got the opportunity to do it and felt like I'd proven that I could do it, the idea that it might never happen was devastating. I found mm. it really sad. And, you know, people not in theatre might listen and go, but it's just a, you know, a character and it's just a thing in a show. But it unless you do it, yeah. people don't really understand what those things mean to us. Also, they don't, I, I, don't, I don't feel like people really understand how short, like doing the role is really, really hard. Yeah. Like, and it, every role has its own challenges. Yeah. But being given the opportunity to do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. is one of the hardest things in the world. Yeah. Like getting yourself to that position, not just you, because it's it's out of your control. Yeah. There's so many things you can control to put yourself there mm -hmm. as you have done. But realistically, there's hundreds of other people that yeah. need to make many, many decisions yeah. to go, yeah. Yeah. all right, yeah, you're on tonight. Yeah, we trust you. Yeah, well, you can do this. Given what's happened as well, because they could have turned around and gone, is he physically is up it, to this? And they might have done. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I'm third cover. So a lot of things had to happen for me yeah. to go on. Yeah. Um, and they did. You know, and some yeah. of them, the the producer allowed to happen for me to go on, you know. Yeah. And so I was very, very fortunate for that to happen this week. Um, but physically, 
I think the thing for me was, is that doing the show, because as you both know as well, when you first do that first show, you're not there, really. You're just doing it. It's just <laughs> a, an adrenaline That's jump. pure adrenaline. It yeah. is, yeah, isn't yeah. it? And you, you finish the show and you go, what just happened? But not once did I ever think about my back, which said to me, I think I'm now there, yeah. where it's I feel safe, that it's at least in a place where I can do that part. What an amazing like triumph that is. Oh, it was, yeah. Like not just as a pinnacle, like, look, if you're writing this story, what mm. an amazing end to that chapter mm. of that mm. injury. And obviously it's something that will stay with you and something you're going to have yeah. to manage, but yeah. what an amazing po- like focal point to go. Yeah. And that's, that's what, what it felt I mean. like. I, I, I think the release, I mean, you know that feeling as well when you, when you do that part for the first time or any show really for the first time and you've got that release of all that work and it went mm. okay. It wasn't perfect because they never are the first one. Yeah. But it was, I'd got to the end and we didn't stop. And, you know, uh, the notes came out and all that sort of stuff. The release you have from that is like, well, I think that's one of the reasons we do it. Because it's just the best drug in the world. But it added on to that was, you know, when I got back to the dressing room after the bows and all that sort of stuff, I did have a moment of just sitting and going, all that other stuff came out as well. Of of all those times where I was walking around that park feeling like a hundred year old man, you know, and seeing other people do my job and stuff, you know, that sort of stuff. It took me back emotional. Yeah, Yeah. I did. And I was just tired, man. I was just so, you know, I, although funnily enough, I got home on Wednesday night and I couldn't sleep at all because I think I was just so, I was processing everything. And it's, you know, when people say the, the job that we do is kind of like therapy, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You've been carrying that stress yeah. of everything you've mentioned for that period of time. Yeah. And then you've got this, you go, oh, I can do it. Mm. I can do one of the most physical versions of a track that you'd be wanting to do. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. you have done it. And so now you're going, your brain's yeah. processing, maybe I don't need to carry this stress about it anymore. Yeah. And then you've also yeah. got this fantastic, amazing, yeah. cathartic experience plus yeah. Adrenaline fueled madness, and and I will mention this as well. I think because I think it's it's a useful thing to to speak about is that three weeks before um, this week, this uh, the the Phantom performance, I unfortunately lost my father, and grief on the body was a fascinating experience for me as well, because and it still is because. I, it was, it's, it's been a year, but it's been a year of first for me really, because I've never had to deal with that in terms of with a person that close. We weren't close, but in terms of the close relative element. Yeah. And so I, so not only was I recovering and thinking that, you know, I'm back on the show, but I'm kind of working out when that came along, I noticed, I think because I'm a lot more physically, um, I suppose in tune or aware at the moment, I really noticed what grief does to your body. And I thought, and it just, it is like carrying a boulder on your back for, for a few, you know, well, forever, long, but, but yeah. for however long it is, that having the operation and thinking about the rehab and trying to re-strengthen, for that to come along and put another weight on it, it was just, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but I just feel like it's important to mention that I, I, what really surprised me, again, being a f- the first experience is just how much it affects you physically. You think, well, me anyway, I, I felt like whenever I, I'll experience grief in that way, it'll be more of a mental thing. Mm. I, I actually found it really physical, a really physical thing. This might be a sort of shallow response to that. So if you give me a bit, um, you know, the, the effect of the, the thoughts in our body. Mm. Yes. You know, that th- they, you can think yourself happy or think yep. yourself, you know, depression is yep. literally yep. your mind making you unwell. Yeah. And, you know, the same, you can have that same positive effect, yeah. you know, and that, that 
sense of grief or uh, yeah. something you can't or feel you can't deal with, yeah. like it doesn't go away because no, it, no, the, the, the problem as yeah. it were yeah. is there, it yeah. exists. And so yeah. it become, it can manifest itself in many, many ways physically. Mm-hmm. It can cause tons mm-hmm. of problems yeah. physically. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, my knee's really, I've got a knee problem. You're like, no, yeah. you're just really sad. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I remember, um, and, 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 uh, uh, kind of linking to the gym thing and all that sort of thing. I remember well, I still do in a way, but it, I, because I, I'd gone from the operation to starting the recovery, recovery going well, getting back on stage, this event to happen, I, I went through a few days of going, oh, what's the point? Mm. What's the point in rehabbing mm. and restrengthening? Because something else will come along to mess with my year. That's how I felt yeah, at yeah. the moment, you know, because it, so much had happened. A lot of good had happened, but also in quick succession, I had I felt I had to deal with two big things very quickly, but also two big physical things, um, which for someone who's not at the time wasn't very physically aware in terms of all that, was a was a huge wake up call and a huge thing to to process. Um, and I noticed um, that f- certainly for the first week, my shoulders were as tight as anything, and I would wake up, and I, you know, that feeling. I don't know if you've ever like pulled a muscle in like your shoulder blades, but it's almost hard to breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because you kind of, oh, you feel it. That's what it was for the first week. Every time I woke up, it was like, God. And then throughout the day, it would release. After the, sorry, sorry you, I don't mean to be too morbid, listeners. Please keep listening. No. Um, <laughs> it is, is after the funeral, that disappeared, which I thought wow. was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. Maybe because I think maybe that event gives you, not closure, but it kind of makes you go, that period's done. Now it's time to process this, you know, the, the move, not moving on, but you know what I mean? Just getting back to your life and trying to get back to some normality. That feeling disappeared. Um, and then from that point onwards to, you know, and, and you're right, you know, this, the, the phantom show this week did feel like a real not end point, but like what it kind of is though as well, a little bit of like closure on the first six months of this year going, you know, I, January 25th, I started feeling pain in my back. March the 7th, I had a disc cut out. April the 18th, I got back on stage. You know, uh, the 31st of May, I found out about my father. Now we're at whatever it was, 5th of July or something. I'm playing Fasum. Just to think of it like that timeline is like, what the hell? Mm, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? It's amazing. And I'm still here. And I'm still walking yeah, about like, and trying to be fun and hooray. Yeah. You know, no, I'm, just getting, <laughs> I'm talking about being a football referee. You know what I mean? That, that I just go, I'm, I'm never one to be like, hooray for me. And I'm marvelous. But, but for once, <laughs> I've just gone, no, I'm still going. I'm still getting on stage and I'm yeah, still doing yeah. it. And, uh, you know, it's, I've just felt like I've really grown up this yeah. last six months and I've gone, God, <laughs> I've been very sheltered before that. Not maybe not sheltered, but in terms of I've just been very lucky yeah. that I've not. You know, we've all had issues with stuff um, and f- physical stuff and mental stuff and all that sort of. But I've never really had something that huge happen to me. Yeah, that, that you know, I'm like, okay, this is proper now. I'm an adult now. <laughs> you've made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've made yeah. it. Trauma. You've made yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I hope that's okay to bring up, but I think it's just physically. Of course, no, I think it's was, really. Yeah. You know, I think we have to. T- we have to talk about these things. Don't that we? is, I think, uh, but that's what we want to talk about. That's yeah. why, that's why yeah. we started it. Yeah. yeah. Like this isn't just about like fitness. Isn't just 
mm. or it maybe isn't at all about yeah. lifting a dumbbell in the gym. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. everything you've just mentioned. It's about how fit you are mm. and able to deal with life. And actually yeah. what you've just described is, is incredible fitness. Do mm. you mean you have had the most insane challenges over the last six months and th- you found a way to process, deal mm. with and, mm. and work through that stuff. And mm. that is a, a fitness. Do you know what I mean that? That's uh, you know we we call things wellness now yeah, for that. Yeah, thing, yeah. But that's that's what something I will say as well. Something that's really helped me, which I found is a very physical activity, is gardening. Really, <laughs> as weird as that. Well, it's not weird, but you know, I was always told about the the element of gardening or nature or something on your mental health. But it's honestly been one of the things that's got me through the last six months. It's just being outside mm. and being physical outside because. Yeah digging a hole or planting something or whatever it is, mowing a lawn, I don't know. It, it's a physical activity. And it's when you're doing it, you, you are solely concentrating on that one thing and you forget everything else. And I, I for the, after the kind of, uh, well, no, in the last kind of three or four weeks, it's probably the, the thing I've been doing the most. It's just, I get up, I have a coffee and I just go out into the garden. I'm so terrible at gardening. Oh, so am I. Uh, but that's the, okay. Gardening doesn't help me because but I the more buy you do it, the better go. you'll get it. <laughs> and yeah. then I'm like, oh, I've killed yeah. another one. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good for myself. <laughs> but it always surprises me how physical it is. It's so it's physical. It's so physical. Yeah. Even even watering them in a flat, yeah. watering your plants in a flat is is effort. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I think it's just the element of being out in nature and just you know just being in a focusing on something completely different. Yeah. You know, yes. Yeah. Other not not human or not you know emotional in any way. Um, advice to people entering the industry: yeah. Take up gardening. Take up gardening. <laughs> get your green fingers out. Take up some. <laughs> get your yeah. green fingers out. Yeah, but you know. It, so, but what I will say now, with all of that stuff done, and this week, and hooray, lovely. Take the mask off, hurrah, you know, lovely. Is now I'm going. I've almost got the, and this has come at the right time. I think doing this podcast is that now I've got the real, um, fire and encouragement to find that thing that's going to help me get physically fitter. I don't think it's going to be the gym. I've let that go. But I really want to find that event or activity or sport or whatever it is to make me go, that's my thing that I do two, three times a week. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what it's going to be yet. Maybe you two will help me. But <laughs> maybe the listeners yeah. will help right yeah. in. It's, it's, yeah, that's should, exciting though. It's exciting yeah. kind of yeah. knowing yeah. that you want to try and find Because I don't thing. want to go back to, to how I was overworking. I was overworking, mm. you know, and I've... And I've really, like, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to be offered, offered a second year at Phantom. I've signed on for another year. Uh, exclusive. No, who cares? Um, but. This will be out in like six weeks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but also, who cares? Um, <laughs> but I've gone, and I just want to do that. You know, I'm, I think when you're in contract, I think, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but when you're in town, it gives you the opportunity to have a life outside because you've kind of got the one place, you've got the office and you can leave it there. So I feel like when you wake up, you go, well, I can kind of do anything I want. And, and my thing is to, well, I'll work then, you know, yeah, yeah, before. Yeah. And, I'll, enjoy my job, and yeah. I'll take on teaching or I'll take on whatever it is. And then you start thinking, like, oh, actually, now my week is full up. And doing an eight, seven, eight show week is a full-time job. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, sometimes it doesn't feel like it because we love what we do, but it is a full-time job that if you do too much on the day, you burn yourself out. And that's effectively yeah. what I did, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, just to uh, flip things up a little bit, yeah. is there something in fitness and wellness that you would like to see get in the bin? Oh, yes. Um, topless selfies. Sorry. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm fully on board with that. Sorry. Let's get them straight in the is bin. Is it just a selfie or topless pictures of all kinds? 
Um, probably of all kinds. I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm a culprit not, of both. I'm, I'm, not, trying are, to, I'm, I'm not trying to get out you're of it. No, 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 no. And I'm not. <laughs> and this, I'm, I'm not judging anyone for doing that. And if it helps them, hooray, go for it. But uh, just sometimes it just reminds me of how I'm not that. Do you know what I, mean? I don't look like that. that and is, should I look yeah. like that? And it just, it just, it's, it lights the candle for me of, of me thinking. Uh, it just means that little spark of, oh, should I look like that? What should I do? Maybe I should stop eating this whole bar of green and black's dark chocolate. Do you know what I mean? You, you know. shouldn't. Yeah, never stop. <laughs> uh, have another. You know. no, but uh, maybe people, if everybody did it, and it was completely fine as a, like a, an but acceptable But can I ask, because you've had done that a couple mm-hmm, of times, mm-hmm. does it help you? Does it encourage? Because if it does, then great. That's not why I would post that. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm generally interested. I never used to post anything like that, mm. but I don't post images of my clients' results. So I don't post ah, before and okay. after pictures yeah, yeah. of my clients. Some of them do that, don't they? Yeah. yeah. It's a fantastic marketing tool, but I, one, a lot of my clients would be uncomfortable with that. Yeah. And two, I don't think it's a helpful measure for people for the reasons you just mentioned. Right. Yeah. Me yeah. going, this person used to be this way and is now this way, yeah. can be really, really triggering for other people. Mm. And also, it's not realistic. For you. That's not your body. So th- that's not your outcome. Also, but going, I, hey, I was thinking, sorry to interrupt you, but I think, is that suggesting that the way, the way they were before wasn't Exactly. Good? Yeah. This, <laughs> this is the other yeah. thing. If they've come to us or as, a, as a personal trainer with a goal of going, I want to achieve yes. this. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm like, fantastic. We'll do that. Be that put on weight or lose weight, whatever it might be. And that, that way I'm like, cool, we'll track that and we'll yeah. take those pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I don't mind sharing my- Putting yourself out there. Journey in yeah. that sense yeah. because- yeah. Yeah. That is, uh, well, I, I say I don't mind. I don't particularly enjoy it, right. if that makes sense. Okay. I don't really yeah. uh, love doing that. But because I, I've made a choice to not mm. include that aspect that would be quite a good marketing tool, realistically, if we're being yeah. um, it cold about it, then it's one of the few tools you have left when you're, yeah. when you're cutting off an option of your um, income stream from mm. a marketing point of view. You go, actually, you go... You know, you have clients go, hey, I got these fantastic results. And you go, hey, here's what I can achieve looking at my own yes, body. And yes. these other people saying yes. what they've done. Yes. That's that's the reason I do it. Did you, sorry, this is, I'm interviewing you now, yeah. but sorry. Did, <laughs> did, so did you, when we were both at Central, because I think the course that I did was, wasn't really about us. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't about us as performers or how we looked or anything like that. Did you find um, pressure at Central? To, to look a certain way or um, whether from your peers or from the place itself or? Uh, yes, a bit of both. A bit of both. Um, yeah. And obviously some from myself, mm. you know, and Because as an outsider, I felt like you guys were under a lot more pressure than we were to be, yeah. you know. We, our year got called the OC. Oh, really? Um, by the years above and, and so it was like, that's hilarious. Um, because there were a fair few very attractive people in that year. And so that's true. That weren't, that weren't me. So it was me going, Oh darling, don't put yourself um, down. No, but it's, <laughs> you turned a few heads. I can tell you that. <laughs> yes. The <Yeah>. other way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, yes. Yeah, so I think there was a pressure in, in that sense to go, but probably from myself to begin with, you mm. know, looking at these people around me who were, you know, extraordinarily good looking or, or beautiful or a bit of both and going, okay, well, you know, how, if that's what this is, then mm. do I need to look at that? And mm. yes, a little bit mm. from the course, to be honest, right. yeah. a couple of people got told they needed to lose weight. I got yeah. told they needed to put on muscle. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, the exact phrase was, you yeah. know, you can dance a bit, can't you? And I was like, yes. And they're like, okay, now you need to look like a dancer, get to the gym. 
Right. So I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, cool. Let's let's do that. But in hindsight, you're like, that's horrific. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think that's that's a whole other topic, though, isn't it? That whole. Oh yeah. The yeah. drama school vocabulary and yeah. you know all that. It is. We've. We've got one final round as a surprise for Oh, you. God. Oh, sorry. Ooh, oh, God. Round. Sorry any religious people listening. It's a reaction round. You know that game where we go this or this, and you just have to pick one really, really fast. Oh, okay. It's that. Quick fire. We're going okay. to set a, set the timer. a 45-second timer. Right. It on, used then. to be a minute, yeah. but okay. I'm so fast at reading it. Oh. She's an actor, dear. <laughs> She's, She's done herself. <laughs> She's ready. She's ready. Yep. Right. Um, ready. There's no time to delay during this, James. I want immediate responses. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm slightly anxious now, but yeah. right. you should be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Phone call or text? Text. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Plays or musicals? Musicals. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Friends or The Office? Friends. Lemis or Phantom? Phantom. Savory or sweet? Sweet. Apple or Android? Apple. New clothes or new phone? New clothes. Javert or the Phantom? Javert. Bath or shower? Shower. Beard or clean shaven? Clean shaven. Cardio resistance training? Neither. (laughs) Online shopping or in-store? Online. Coffee or tea? Coffee. TV or movies? TV. Podcast or audiobooks? Podcast. Apples or oranges? Oranges. Red or blue? Red. Bobby or Stefan? Stefan. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. It was whispered. (laughs) (laughs) But how much do we have? That was 38 seconds. I'm getting right. so much faster. I can't than you believe quick. I said Rapid. Phantom over Les Mis, and then I said Javert yeah, over Phantom. That was, that, that was a shock. You oh. did, but that was like the show versus the the part yeah. of playing yeah. the part, perhaps. I think, yeah, Javert was um, my first big thing that I ever did. Yeah. So I suppose that's what it was. It's your first love. <laughs> it's your <Exactly>. first lover. <laughs> yeah. My first lover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. quite as black and white as we all thought. <laughs> oh, he's the campus the lot. Look at that ponytail. For goodness sake. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a ponytail. He's yeah. around. I always say that about yeah. Phantom as well. He rocks up to that masquerade. Have you seen his costume? For goodness sake. Here she is. Big hat. Like, masquerade. Yeah. And he's like, I'll top all of you. Look at this. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, no friends, but he can sew a good tight. I mean, he gets close. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, James, yeah. thank Thank you so No, pleasure. Yes, thank much. you so much. Have we talked enough about physicality? I feel like yes, I mean, I haven't really lifted have. a weight in my life. This so, is exactly you know. what podcast cool. is. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. yeah. And thank you at home for listening. <laughs> you can find more information about us on Instagram at fit 2 underscore talk. Remember, we release two episodes each week, so there's plenty more of us to listen to. <laughs> Go back and listen to some old episodes if you haven't. I can't Do wait. It. I'm going to listen to some old ones. You will. Yeah. Ooh, You'll find yeah. some people you know. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. yeah. And if you've got any questions that you want to answer by us, as always, you know what to do. Slip on slide into our Instagram <laughs> oh. DMs. That's right. Wow. It's wet and wild in here. Yeah. <laughs> that slide is lubed up. Okay. Um, I have nothing to do with <laughs> <laughs> if you like what you've heard, this has been Fit to Talk with our wonderful guest, James Hume, and your hosts, me, Stefan. And me, Bobby. And if you haven't enjoyed it, we've been Joe Wicks. Peace out. <laughs>